should be happening. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, that's what I'll also do. We'll make sure that I can give us a, a. I'll talk to you about how to set up a starting screen for a street, a starting screen for us, so we can technically go live, but have um, a starting screen that people see and they won't hear us. And then after that, you can click us over, and then we'll appear. So it's more, it's more like our little opener. It's like, hey, we're they're starting soon. Like a like a waiting room. Yeah, kind of like a waiting room. All right. So, um, but so. trying to, I'm waiting to see if. Uh, okay, look, there we go. C three films is live. So I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm bringing us up so that I can see the chat just in case. But um, yeah. All right, we're good. We're we're live and good to go. So, yay! Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> um, yay? <laughs> so, hope everybody's doing a, doing well out there. Yeah, every time we start these streams, it's always going to be us kind of talking to each other and just getting things a little bit ready. We're still slowly building things up. So, but Wait, hold uh, up. Is that Shamu and Gyarados in the background? There, it is Gyarados and an orca, yes. It's not Shamu? <laughs> it's not any particular orca, it's just an orca. Did you and, get it from SeaWorld? Um, it was given to me as a gift by someone who likes orcas way too much, to the point that it's almost unhealthy. Nice. And she had one too many of them, so she gave me one because she could afford to part with one. Aww. So, yes, that is... At, and yes, and, and yes, that is, in fact my favorite Pokemon, Gyarados. Nice. So, anyways, hope everybody had a good Monday. Hope everybody had a good um, day off, like uh, Martin Luther King day off. If your job didn't give you the day off today, then I think you might be working for a racist company and you should know it. So, that being <laughs> said... But hi, how are you doing, Cheryl? How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm good. Tired. I am actually very, very tired. Surprisingly, how for a day off, we're both kind of tired. <laughs> yeah, well, because like the worst thing to happen is like if you get it, if you get a day off, and then you become physically ill. Right. <laughs> like, and I think we, and we both, as we were talking before we started the stream, we both were physically ill today. But I was grateful that I was able to just be in covers, in like, like sitting on my couch, which is a very comfy couch, and able to just like watch, you know, these, like watch the second movie that I needed to watch and then just still like not move for a while. Like, that felt good. So, yeah. I'm just glad we both made it and that we could do our show today on schedule. <laughs> on schedule, yes. Not excited about like the movie, the movie, the second movie I had to watch. The movie we had to watch for it wasn't that good, but I'm really <laughs> starting to get the idea that that's gonna be the point. <laughs> that we have to. I I feel bad that I came up with the idea to do that stupid show because now we have to watch movies that we hate and. But, I mean, at least we get to, like, bitch about it, so. <laughs> I guess, I guess in some ways that might be therapeutic, but, like, every time I sit down and watch these movies, and I, I have so much I want to say about Prometheus, but every time we sit down <laughs> and watch these movies, like, 
I always have this feeling of, huh, this is like, this isn't that bad. And then after like 20 or so minutes or maybe half an hour in, then I'm like, oh, that's right. This is why I hate this fucking movie. Um. <laughs> I actually, you know, watching it the second time, um, or maybe we shouldn't talk about it yet, but. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We should, probably, we should wait for the actual Yeah, let's, uh, session. let's start our actual show up before we start talking yeah, about it. <laughs> um, do we, we want to start with an open discussion first, right? Um, it, it honestly doesn't matter to me. It's up to you. Okay. I think, um, yeah, let, let's start with an open discussion and lead into, um, it wasn't that good. I always feel like, you know, open discussion is a little bit more mellow and made laid back while like it wasn't that good. I'm allowed to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ramp up into yeah. that. That's the more let's interesting do, Let's part. do our main show and then talk about... The good movies. Well, at least what we think are. I hope you liked it. Did, are we, <laughs> yeah, you know, like I guess, I guess since I like the movie, it could be in an open discussion. It's <laughs> only if we both don't like it when it kind of has to go into the other show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although I still am wondering how I'll feel about Avengers because Avengers is your recommendation, not mine. It wasn't I, that good. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. But I like but so we'll see. You have we'll to see. hear me out first, so <laughs> I yeah, I do. I do. And I have to rewatch it again. I have to rewatch it again and see if I agree with you if my if my feelings change after having rewatched it. Um but yeah, that movie was special something something special for me when it came out in what was that, twenty twelve. Like that was that was a special year. Um so but anyway, all right. Well, let's go ahead and if anybody's in the chat, anybody is watching right now, just le just letting you guys know, we're going to start filming our an open discussion session first. Then after we're done, we're, we're, streaming, we're filming that for YouTube. Then when we're done, we'll take a little break and then we'll go, we'll go ahead and probably just after, like, we'll probably actually maybe just get right into it. It wasn't that good. So, but like, we'll most likely we'll respond to any chat things that come up after we were do our recording sessions so we're not ignoring you if you come in and you say hi in the middle of our recording session <laughs> so or anything else like that but anyway so um if you're ready cheryl i'm ready all right um all right gonna record in three two one Hey, what's up, everybody? This is an open discussion with C3 Films. My name is Chris, and this is... Cheryl. And today, we're talking about a movie called The Shape of Water. So, spoiler alert, this will be this is my first time seeing the movie. Cheryl's um, second, second or third or something. Second time, okay. Seeing the movie. And, yeah, let's go ahead and just get right into it. So, yeah, I mean, you recommended this movie to me. <laughs> My roommate, I got her to watch it with me, and she didn't know what we were actually watching. She thought, when we, I said The Shape of Water, she thought that we were watching Lady in the Water. Oh, <laughs> very different. Which is why. Very different film. Um, and after we started the film, and she was like, oh, wait a second, this isn't the M. Night Shyamalan movie. I was like, no, this is Guillermo del Toro. And we both know how we feel about Guillermo del Toro. We love him, but we also know that he breaks hearts and makes people feel uncomfortable with like his scenes of violence so we weren't so immediately she was like e! and i was like 
you still would watch this though, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. It's cool. No, this is fine. This is great. Uh, and at the end of it, I I really enjoyed it. Yay. I really enjoyed the movie. I I'm not. I can't say that I'm surprised because I like Guillermo del Toro films, but. This was a movie that I had heard certain things about, so I know there are people that like it. I know there are people that didn't feel that strongly towards it. Um, and, like, that doesn't mean I didn't have any problems with the movie. There are some things that, like, bothered me that I can get into later. But um, overall, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Cool. I'm glad you liked it, because I really loved it. Um, <laughs> I, there were just so many things. I think I just kind of got lost into it. The first time I watched it, I definitely loved it way more than the second time I watched it. <laughs> Maybe it's because I watched it in a theater and I was like on a date or whatever. But it was like, <sighs> there was just so much where I was like, wow, this is so like, it's just so good. Because like, there's just so many little things that like I picked up on. And one of the things that I really, really loved about it was the color scheme. And, like, how yeah. everything was basically either green slash teal mm-hmm. or not. And it's, like, just some other muddy, bland color. Except for um, there was, like, a little bit of red. And mm-hmm. I feel like the red was was pretty subtle because it doesn't show up. But then, like, if you really pay attention. And the second time around, because I knew about the color. Um... I really paid attention to what other colors are there besides green. And mm. I noticed at the very beginning of the movie, um, they showed all of her shoes being like either black or dark um, or green. And then she like goes outside and she walks by the store with um, this shoe that is like ruby red. And mm-hmm. she's just, like, admiring it. Like, she wanted it uh, one day, but, like, it's not for her. Um, and then, like, later on in the movie, like, right after uh, she she frees um, the, uh, the, the fish man. Her... Abe Sapien from Abe Hellboy. Sapien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same actor. <laughs> um, she was wearing a red headband to work. And then, um, oh. and then like... After that, like towards the end of the movie, she's her whole outfit is red. Her shoes are red. Like they show her uh, walking down the street, and they actually like are just showing her feet walking, and she's wearing those red shoes. So, hmm. um, I, I see you didn't pick up on it. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, well, I didn't pick up on the red color. I picked up on the green and the teal. Um, I mean, but that one I don't think is like really hidden. Um, and upon thinking about it now, I'm like, I think it's interesting because the green and the teal colors, uh, give me the feeling of like ocean colors, like the feeling of like what it's like to be in, in the sea or something like that. And so that's why I thought that they were like really leaning into it. The, um, the thing that really impressed me, and I do remember seeing like, uh, the red, the red shoes and stuff, but I guess I didn't realize that her color scheme changed near the end of the movie and, I'm not really sure what what the red was supposed to represent in contrast to the the green and the teals that they had 
basically all over the rest of the parts of this movie because those colors make sense to me as far as what it represents with the story and like um you know the fish man and this oceanic like feeling uh this feeling of being in the sea or being in water or the theme of water in the movie and how it's all around us um but yeah but i i don't know what the i'm not sure what the red represented like what's your take on that i mean i i I mean, red, I guess, is an obvious color for love. So mm, okay. Uh, but I also think that it contrasts the the teal very much because they kept it very muted. Like the color, uh, the color scheme throughout the movie, though yes, it had a lot of green and teal in it. It was still like there was so much of it that mm-hmm. it felt really monotonous color wise throughout the film. So once, right. like, you know, she gets that little pop of red in there, I feel like that is kind of following her development, because that's when mm. she starts to, like, break out of this timid um, woman who, like, can't speak, and she finds a way to speak without words. So... Oh, it, wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so she, you know, I mean, yeah, she, she was signing and stuff, right? But mm-hmm. for the first time, like, I think she felt like she was free. Like, she could be who she is as a person, not, um, like, I guess, uh, <laughs> hindered by by her disability. Like, she, yeah. could, she could be her own person, and she found someone that she could be that person with. So I... <sighs> I feel like that was like a breakout. So that's why I think the color started to like change for her is to show the the progression of her development. No, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, there's like the theme of language is like a really big theme um, in this movie and communication and connection. And like, yeah, and that's one thing that's also very well handled. Well, I, I feel like one of the things that really pulled me in uh, from the beginning of the movie was the way in which we were being um, fed the story. Like, first of all, seeing like, you're talking about that monotony. Well, we kind of get the feeling of like the monotony of her everyday life, right? They show her doing all of these different tasks, um, which like, if you're seeing it for the first time, you're like, okay, yeah, this is just, this is her day, whatever. Um, and then you realized that they, this is her every day. And they make sure they should because they show it to you again and they show it to you in quick cuts and it represents the monotony of her everyday life. And but one of the things that I found really interesting was how the mystery of the fish person was was kind of how it kind of unraveled for us in the beginning, because we normally in like a movie, we would see all perspectives and we would see the perspective, even if she was out of the room, we'd see like the perspective of the soldiers indoors and them having trouble chaining the thing up and putting it away and like the actual fight. But like, we see this thing get in there and then they push them out and then we don't see it again. We, we see um, the detective, or I guess he's not a detective, the, the, the officer um, paid by, oh gosh, uh, forget this actor's name but the guy the guy that plays michael shannon michael shannon so we see michael shannon come into the bathroom and get a sense of his character and then literally the next scene that we see him in he's like standing in the middle and bleeding his hand out and it's like it's crazy you you know something bad happened 
and then they have to go in after and clean it and there's just the blood everywhere they find the fingers and i really just that was like so intriguing to me i was really enjoying the unraveling of like the story that's unfolding um but not necessarily from like an um omnipotent omniscient like point of view like it was just from her point of view and what she was seeing and then we figure it out later and then as the story progressed then it expands and we get to see like the russian guide's point of view and um stuff like that but as, as at least for the beginning like that way of kind of telling the story really like brought me in and got me interested in seeing where the story was going to go mm-hmm. yeah and i think like doing it that way helped a lot with like making sure that we could see the fishman um as as a person as opposed to a thing or a monster because if if they if we did get to see it in a different point of view like because obviously um the character strickland was saying like you know they all clearly see it as a thing they don't care if it lives or dies they just see it as a science experiment and to her and being able to see it in her eyes is just like being able to like tell us like yes this is not like us, but it is like us. Like it, it's just like her. Like it can't speak. The only way it can communicate is by other means, and it can. So, uh, I guess it's kind of like putting non-human creatures on level with us in right. a really special way. So, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and and they also were obviously trying to show um, a type of connection between the fact that she f- she felt like she felt alone even though she had this friend um, that was and I, I really like their relationship and their dynamic and interactions with each other uh, but she, like the creature is chained up and also alone and it's part of the reason why they they're able to take to each other and then of course she sees how he's mistreated and realizes that he's going to be put down and she has to get him out of there um, and then thus is hatched one of the worst escape plans ever in the history of escape plans that somehow they managed to get away with because they're just lucky and the people um and i i thought it was so funny that they the reason they get away with it is because the people in the it almost reminded me like of stranger things or something but the people that are um in charge of like trying to capture this creature and everything are so sure that it's the Russians and the Russians had like a tack team of like 10 people that were well-trained that got in there. And it's, and it's basically their incompetence or expectation of how good their enemy must be is exactly what allows them to get by like under the radar without an issue, which is why exactly that brings me to my one of my first pet peeves of the movie of if you just got away with something clean and no one suspects you, why are you testing this man? I get it. You won and you want him to know that you're just like, you know what? Screw you. You want to say that and like just get away with it because he can't understand what you're saying. But why would you risk it? You just got they called you in there. They called you in there because they're like, hey, did you see anything? And you only got away with that because your friend was nice enough. Like, uh, like uh, Octavia Spencer. Like, she was the only, see, you got away with it because she, she pinned, she, whatchamacallit, checked you out. She checked you out. Otherwise, that, that would not have worked out for you. You have a good friend. She was looking out for you, but fine. So that worked out for you. 
it looks like you left. You were there. You weren't there after the incident. So, you know, fine. But now that you've been called in the room and he asks you a question and it feels like you guys are home free, he makes some type of derogatory remark about the help, whatever, you've won. Why are you testing this man and making it and calling attention to yourself in this moment? Why are you doing this? I was so <laughs> irritated in that moment. Walk out the room, give him the finger behind his like back or something, but move on. You've won. Do not risk this. It's one of the first things that pissed me off. But anyway, we're I still raising love the mistakes here. I mean, I I get it. I get why like because I was freaking out too, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, like just leave, just like. You know, you got away with it. Just take it and go. But then, <laughs> like, see, that's when she was wearing the red headband. Ah, uh, she's rebelling. She <laughs> she was getting that confidence. Like, that was the moment when she, like, grew as a person where she was like, you know what? I can do whatever I want, so I'm gonna. That was, like, yeah. the mode she was in. So shut up, Chris. <laughs> um, you, know, you, know what's also, you know what's also, like, great? not taking two slugs in the chest. That's also <laughs> great. That that feels amazing. Like, I love not being shot. Even if I, like, maybe can't die or the reason that I'm, like, doing so well is because I'm actually in rain and that helps my healing abilities. That's great. Not getting shot is amazing. So everything we can do that will result in me not getting shot, I would love if we could do that which is also why point number two of my my anger beautiful scene you know what fine romantic scene i get it not practical not practical when you are hiding from government agents that want to find and murder you why are you flooding your own room so that you can like have this nice little underwater moment with this creature knowing that if anything goes wrong underneath or whatever, people get called, anything can happen where somebody, for whatever reason, can show up and now they know that this thing is with you. It was a beautiful scene. It was really nice. It was very well done. But, like, realistically, <laughs> did not make sense to me yeah. because you are calling attention to yourself when you are trying to hide and the whole thing about it is people actually actively do want to kill you it's not like it, i mean it's basically like et you are hiding something that the government wants to either capture or kill but in this case you know that they actually want to kill it that was the whole point and you only got out of there because randomly you these, these two other people that you didn't even know were on your side showed up to help you at the last minute. That's the only reason you get out. So you barely got out. So why, why are you doing this thing where you are risking these people? Oh my gosh. And then, <laughs> and now we go to the Russian man who I, who through that movie was like, seemed like the smartest person out of everybody. He was, he, and like, even when the, like his, his people came in and to his house and, Things are seeming a little tense, and he's ready to fight. He's got the knife behind his back. He knows he's ready. Why all of a sudden then when they call you and they tell you to go to this like secluded area by yourself because you're being extracted, do you not at least entertain the thought that they might be wanting to kill you, especially when the guy expressly said you might be misremembering mis things after you told them the story of what happened? 
and then he basically allows himself to get shot. And I get it. This is the plot stuff that allows the story to move forward. But these were the things that kind of took me out of it because they did not seem like they were smart things for people to do who were who weren't criminals and were worried about getting caught. Yeah, I didn't really understand that part either um, about like why he didn't just like leave and go into mm-hmm. hiding because like he also got scot free. So uh, that that part definitely didn't make sense to me. Um, but it did also. I guess I kind of also questioned like why didn't Strickland get or find um, Eliza suspicious because he. He did seem, he did feel like, or at least they made us feel like he was suspicious of her. But then he went to um, Octavia Spencer's character's place instead and like questioned her. Um, But I guess that was so that we could see Brewster, her husband. And and that, um, that dynamic there. But, uh, but it was weird that he went to her first and not to Eliza. Cause she That's was a very good she point. was a suspicious one so um but i think it was just kind of a so that we can visit these people or like so that we can have the endings for the people that are important like the characters that are important like the scientist needed to die uh, well yeah. i guess he didn't need to die but he needed to be there that so sense. that he could tell um strickland uh who actually um, kidnapped or like smuggled uh, the fishman out, and then um, I guess also, yeah, I'm not really sure why we had to meet um, her husband besides the fact that she talked about him a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I especially because he does feel like a character that comes out of nowhere, and it maybe it would be different if funny. we had met him. It maybe it was a comical thing because it was really fu- she was really funny. I thought it was funny. Her husband is not funny. Her husband is a punk. No, Her I mean, I, th- is- I thought it was funny oh. the way that she talks about him and, like, talks oh. t- to him. And Yes, fair. Um, and her character in he- general is just really funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for like, all, like, all cars on the table, I feel like the, that depiction of that relationship was a little, too, a little stereotypical for me. Um but and little too on the nose but yes i do i do get it it's not like these relationships don't exist and they haven't existed so that's fine but the issue with the husband i think is that he is such a piece of crap that the way that she talks about him throughout the movie even like jokingly seems to do him more justice than he deserves and i feel like if maybe if we met him earlier or if she even and I might be missing something or not forgetting or freak me forgetting something. But even if like she made comments about how he's like a wuss or he's a terrible guy, but she stays with him and she can't understand why. But that's that's who she loves, whatever. Then in that moment when he, this dude, because you got to remember this, this is still during racism. This is still during racism. And this white man comes into the house and is immediately putting his hands on your wife and you're just sitting there. That is odd because this is in height of racism. Like this man would be ready for a fight really. (laughs) Like even if he's not gonna do anything, he's going to be tense and ready for a fight. 
Um, especially because this guy is like coming in and putting his hands on his wife. That aside, the fact that he is just so ready to throw his wife under the bus is like, you know, so, I mean, I guess that speaks to that dude's character, but it feels out of nowhere to me that he's this much of a jerk. Like, I felt like I wasn't ready for it based off of all the stories that we heard because he is this much of a jerk to the point where he's not getting up to even answer the door despite the fact that his wife is cooking dinner for him. He's not He's not going to try to cover for her because he loves her so much. He's ready to throw her and this other woman under the table despite the fact that he knows that she and them are friends and despite the fact that he knows that this, this, this white man could still do something to both of them after having found out that his wife was involved in the thing that he's she's being accused of like there's just so many things where i'm just like this guy is such a awful character and i'm not saying he's awfully written but he's just an awful human that i feel like i needed something to prepare me for that because it feels like it's so out of like nowhere in this moment and almost feels like it exists only to move the plot along yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's exactly what it was, because uh, if you really think about it, her having a husband isn't really necessary at all, and I think the only reason why it's there is, like you said, to move the story along, uh, but then mm-hmm. again, I also feel like they didn't need it at all, because they already led us to believe that he was suspicious of Eliza, so mm-hmm. um, I think, like, yeah, I Fair guess enough. it was kind of thrown in because she talked a lot about her husband before, like in the like early part of the movie. So mm-hmm. it made sense to me why they would bring him in. But she also yeah. didn't need to be talking about him. If she didn't talk about him at all, then that scene could have been just like not there. So. True. <laughs> yeah, true. But I mean, all that being said, um, and then being in that scene, the last one of the last major things where I was kind of like. Hmm, this doesn't seem too smart, is that from Strickland, I guess, is Michael Shannon's character's name, um, where after he gets the information he needs, why doesn't he take Octavia Spencer's character with him or at least, like, arrest her or something because he knows that he has to know she's going to call the girl to warn her that he's coming. Like, it doesn't actually make sense why he wouldn't try to take, at least take her with, especially because up until this point, he's proved that he's willing to do whatever it takes to get there. So, like, there's no way he doesn't at least suspect, especially since this woman has been covering for her all this time, that the moment that he leaves the house, that a phone call is not going to get made. That felt a little weird to me. I I mean, uh, that didn't. I don't know if I would think to take her with me either. Um, first of all, like I don't think he's a government official. Like I don't, I don't think he has the power to arrest her because he's just some guy. That is like... he though, because he he has a gun, so he 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 works for some, t- and he's worried about losing a job, like from yeah, a military but... officer. So he is somebody. I I think he is a guy who is working for a company that is for hire by the government. For sure, so but he also just killed two men in the scene right before that. Right, but I With... don't. 
So do you think he should have just killed her? <laughs> no, I mean, well, maybe. But, like, I feel like if you already have killed two people, because he also didn't have any reason to kill those two people. He could, well, the reason he killed them was because they would have killed the guy that he needed the information from. But the point is, he had no problem killing I mean, they two were people. Russian, so I think that in that time uh, that it would have... I mean, they look like Russian spies. I don't know. Like, that, yeah, I mean, that to they're, me, they're... like, that part made sense to me. I don't, I, I don't think it would have boded well for us as viewers if he killed uh, Octavia Spencer and her husband. Yeah, I, I mean, and I don't think he needed to kill them, but I do think that he would have at least taken Octavia Spencer but that like, would have slowed... hostage or something. But one, I think that that would have slowed him down. I don't think he would have thought about like, oh, I better take her with me so she doesn't make a phone call. Like, I would rather I, shoot her and like kill her than. I mean, and and maybe that's also fair because he also is shown to be. That's the other thing. He is shown to not necessarily be the most racially conscious individual. He says things right. like, "That's weird for your for you people, right?" Yeah. And like he makes references like he's not exactly a nice guy. Even with what like the advances he makes on um, the main character herself, so like I guess yeah, fine. He didn't take her with him or kill them or something. But my point is that he seems like the type of character that if he knows that there's a chance that you will stand in his way of getting to his goal, he's going to do something. So when he gets to the the house and no one's there, I'm like, you have no right to be surprised. <laughs> yeah, literally no right to be surprised. I guess. I guess the my thinking is like as soon as he found out that it was Eliza, like he just mm-hmm. he just went straight just there. Like, like oh I need God, to get there now. Yeah. Like so, I I feel like and what was said. churning in his head was just like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I see it now. Like everything is making sense to me now. Like I need to get there asap. Not like oh, I better grab a friend or whatever and like take care of that. It's just kind of like right. oh, I gotta go there now. Like. Pronto. Right. That but was that, that would be my my priority. It's just like gotta go. Right, but I guess that brings up a new the the biggest thing of if you just get rid of that scene altogether and he just goes straight to Eliza, that's the thing that actually makes the most sense story wise anyway. Because that's that brings true. up the question like you were saying, like why would he suspect her character as opposed to suspecting Eliza when he's been suspecting Eliza this entire time? Why wouldn't he go to her first as opposed to the other person? So they would have needed yeah. to like find some other way to rewrite it so that it gives Eliza a chance to get to the harbor. Escape. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So we can understand why it's written the way it, <laughs> it, it is. Um, but it is something that like called attention to itself, at least for me. And at least in this case of him not going straight to her house, it seems like it did for you in that way. Um, but all that, the criticisms aside, like and those are just those are just moments. I li- I like the characters. I liked I liked the the Russian scientist. I liked his character. I didn't want him to die, but I wasn't like so beat up when he did die. It made sense. But I I I liked his character. I liked her neighbor. I liked their relationship. I liked how they would tap dance together, and that was one of the cutest scenes in the whole movie where they're sitting on the couch and they tap dance and they knock foot they knock feet, and it's great. It's like him him trying to get in there and help help them escape when he's not good at this. The him going to the diner because of the he, there's a guy there he likes, but then he finds out the guy that he likes is actually a racist and actually um, doesn't seem like he's too keen on um, homosexuality. Like, <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. So 
and then how that breaks him. But then, but at the same time, it allows him to realize that, you know, Eliza means so much to him and he's going to do whatever he can for her because that's one of the only people he has in his life that really cares about him. So like, and then the ending, the ending's a beautiful ending. It's a storybook ending. It's the, and basically this, this movie is a fairy tale. Yeah. It was very satisfying. Um, I did want to uh, point out uh, from from uh, starting with the the whole bathroom scene when um, first of all uh, I was dying at the line when uh, Octavia Spencer's like we have some of the greatest minds here and they can't and they don't know how to pee <laughs> <laughs> and then Strickland no walks one. in and he uses the bath like he washes his hands first and then uh-huh. he uses the bathroom. And then he doesn't wash his hands. And when I saw that, like, the first time, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then it's funny because, um, a little bit of karma, he loses his fingers. Yeah. And, and then, um, I mean, you know, they, they get reattached, but uh, they start to decay because it didn't really, like, the surgery didn't really <laughs> work out. So um, gross. Right. <laughs> but I think the most satisfying part was when um at, at the the very end of the movie his um he he gets his throat sliced. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, look who can't talk now. <laughs> <laughs> so some of those just desserts. Right. You know. So, he, he didn't realize he's like, "Oh my god, you are a god." Yeah. Shut. <laughs> <up. laughs> it's just so satisfying. Like karma's a really you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it sure, it sure got him. <laughs> karma's a thing. It yeah, happens. karma's and... a thing that he got a piece of. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, it was great. What's funny is that that scene. I hadn't seen the movie, but I had heard about that scene in the bathroom because someone told told me that they also were impressed by that scene, but for a different reason because they like it makes sense to them because if you think about it, you know, you know where. Like, let's say, assuming you take a shower and stuff in the morning and you're clean when you start the day, you know where your junk is. You know what's happening with that all day, but your hands touch a lot of different things. So, actually, it does make sense to wash your hands before you go in and touch, you know, some of the most, like, sensitive areas of your body because you don't know where your hands have been. So, they were like, actually, that makes a lot of sense because as far as you know, as far as you're concerned, you're, you're clean. Especially so, this, during this time, this day and age, <laughs> right? yes. You want to wash my hands all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so like, but yes, but then I was like, well, why wouldn't you wash your hands after too, though, just in case you, I guess because he was standing like this. And, <laughs> just, and so technically he didn't touch it. So like, fine. But still, I'm like, I think you should wash your hands twice. But washing your hands before does actually make sense to me and I will not fight anyone on that. That I didn't <laughs> have all. a problem with. I just thought it was funny that he washed his hands before and not after. Yes, I think that is funny too and it's also a way to like kind of just show who its character is. Yeah, exactly. Like it, like, that was such yeah. a great way to show his his kind of person. So Mhm. <laughs> yeah. I I almost wish they didn't like call attention to it. They just let him do it and let you as the audience just be like, "Wait, did he just but he didn't. Okay. <laughs> not okay. It was not okay. I was so grossed out. <laughs> no, thank oh, you. Man. Well, 
Is there anything else that you wanted to uh, run up on time here? But so, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? I basically said everything I want to say about the movie. I really enjoyed it. So, thank you for you know recommending it. Um, yeah, I think I I pointed out um all the big things for me. So, yeah, it's a good chance. Right. I really liked it. I really uh, I'm sad that you found so many things wrong with it, and that's what we mostly <laughs> talked about. But it is what it is. <laughs> it's hard to find a perfect movie. So. It- it is, it is, and it it comes down to if the what little things come up that you feel that take you out of it or make you go, huh? Um, and those are just the things that made me go, huh? But I understand why they exist. I understand like the nature of the story, so I don't mean to make it sound like these things are enough to make it so that the movie just doesn't make sense. It's a great movie. It's a beautiful movie, and in many ways, the movie actually felt less like a less like a movie and more like a play. I felt like I was watching, especially when they did those like that transition where it went into the musical and it went black and white. Like I felt like I was sitting in a theater, even though I'm at home, but sitting in a theater watching a play and that was being made into a movie instead of just strictly watching a movie, especially with the attention, as much attention as there was to to color and, and things like that. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things I really, I, coming from a, like a theater background before I ever entered into film, it was one of the things that I really did like and appreciate about the film. Yeah, I mean, honestly, story aside, the film itself was just very beautiful. Like the way it was shot and designed, um, and even just like you know, it's a, it it's it's almost like a world in itself. Like it's it's mm. Earth. It's like a t- a time period, but they don't say when. It's just the way that it's designed puts you in a world like in itself that is kind of not quite um you know time appropriate uh it's not exact mm-hmm. um but it's like it's its own thing it gets to be its own thing because it was it was crafted that way and i i really thought it was just really pretty <laughs> it's just a Absolutely. really pretty movie for the for the gamers out there, it gave uh, similar. It gave Bioshock vibes, is what my uh, roommate was saying when she was watching the movie. If you guys know what that uh, game series is, but yeah, absolutely, I agree one hundred percent, Cheryl. So, but we're gonna go ahead and cut it there. Have you guys seen the movie? What did you think about it? Uh, did you like it? Did you did the things that bother me bother you? Um, did they not bother you at all? And I'm just being too nitpicky. Whatever you thought, comment below. Let us know what you thought. And while you're down there, if you give us a like, share, and subscribe. But even if you don't, though, thank you for chilling with us. I've been Chris, and this has been Cheryl, and we'll see you guys next time. All right. All right, one in the can. Um, I wonder who has nice eyebrows, by the way. Nice eyebrows. Uh, I think you're reading that wrong. What does that say? It says nice Eeyores. Oh, Eeyores! Yeah! Damn, they were talking to you. These guys right here and that guy right there. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Thank you. you, Do you know who that was? Do you know who that was? I do. Okay. I do. <laughs> but wow, that's hilarious! I was like, I guess I just kept glancing. I thought it said eyebrows, and I was like, oh, someone thinks I have very nice eyebrows. Right. Yes. 
Thank you. <laughs> I do my best. I do my best. Wow. Okay. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, Chris has nice eyebrows. I, I do. <laughs> I need, if we ever make affiliate, we're going to have eyebrow emojis. Oh, my so. goodness. I'm going to make sure I make eyebrow emojis. Let's just make it part of our logo. We'll just put, like, you know, a picture of your eyebrows over Mm -hmm. the C3. The entire thing. Exactly. (laughs) It'll it'll go off without a hitch because I, Chris, have nicer eyebrows than you, Cheryl. Proven by science. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that, damn, that's one thing I meant to say. I was like, how could you like the color scheme in that movie when there wasn't purple anywhere to be seen? Okay, I mean, (laughs) I I could still enjoy a film, okay? I mean, like, I got it. Like, I understood the color scheme, and I appreciated it, so... Shut no. up, Chris. No. no, it's like it's like the realization that your parents have sex. It's like you understand that it's a thing, but it doesn't make you any happier once you know that it's the truth. All right. You know, it kind <laughs> of reminded me of Vertigo, but it wasn't as colorful as Vertigo. Um, and you, I know you've seen it. I made you watch it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw Vertigo with you. <laughs> Literally, I'm was in sorry, the with but you. I have seen Vertigo on many occasions. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, uh, the thing about Vertigo is that that one was really heavy in color theory, where um, like he didn't just use one or two colors; he used several colors, and each color had a different meaning. And you could really do uh, an analysis on that. But I won't get into that because that's a different movie. And I didn't study up on it quite for this show. So <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to talk about it. But I can tell you that um, it it was a far more colorful movie. But it reminded me, um, Shape of Water reminded me of Vertigo for that reason. Um, it was just not so leaned into um, it was it was just uh, a small part of the design, I guess you could say, for um, Shape Vertigo. of Water to have. Oh, okay. But in Vertigo, it was very heavy. It was very, very important because it I tells see. you oh, who heavy. people gotcha. are gotcha. And, and what kind of person they are. So I see. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Shape of Water is just nope. like, everything looks like water. It's pretty. And like, oh, we'll just use red to make her look like she's growing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's a little, a little more simplified. Yeah. And sure. I get you. I get you. <laughs> All right. Well, are we ready to talk about the movie that's going that pissed me the hell off again? Um, I, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not happy that we watched it. I have to get into the I have to get into the mood to talk about this for how long are we gonna do? Um I'm gonna try like no long, no more than fifteen minutes. Alright, do you wanna time it? I'm not I'm not yeah. good at that. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um and I'll let you know when we're at time. Like this one that we just did was thirty three minutes. Um which I was surprised by. I thought, I, for some reason, I felt like we were going to be a little shorter on this one. Um, but then as we kept going, I was like, no, apparently we can always average around 30 minutes when we talk about a movie. <laughs> That's because you talk like. too much. 
Yeah. <laughs> you were ranting, and I was like, oh my god, this is not a bad movie. Why are you talking about it like it's the other show? <laughs> Stop. Because, because at the end of the day, I still like this movie. The point was that it evoked emotion in me because I, so, I, wanted, I wanted the guy to survive. I wanted the fish guy to live. Um, I wanted them to have their relationship. Like I really wanted these things for them. And so when when things happened that would make it so that maybe those things would happen, it was like watching a horror movie where the person's walking into a room and you're like, what the hell are you doing? Don't go in there. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're making your life – you you might die. I don't want you to die. So that's why. So if anything, it's just a testament to how much I like the characters. <laughs> you felt things. Yeah, I felt things. I felt like if I didn't care, then I didn't. I wouldn't have cared. But like, I cared enough to not want anything bad to happen to them. Right. So. All right. So, so yeah. um, so you want to start the next show then? So I'm gonna be the one to do the intro. Um. Yes. Or you're gonna do the intro. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather you do the intro, so I don't <laughs> have to remember. Uh, so I don't have to remember another intro and have to flip it in my okay, head. Okay, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, like, we have two shows, two intros. If anything, like that way, I, <laughs> yo, that intro though. I mean, that intro that I just did for an open discussion. You, you it was did, on point though, right? It was like the first time you did it right. I okay. That's, not, that's probably true. Actually, <laughs> point is that it looks hard. See, it looks hard, <laughs> and that's why I'm scared to do it. Because last time I forgot to introduce ourselves. I was just like, oh, well, let's get into it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It is hard, but like, you do it a couple of times, you get it. Like, I even got our outro like on lock two our outro was great like i'm i was i was proud about that one just now i got the <laughs> intro and outro done yeah okay so, well anyway. you have to do the outro for the show too because i'm not keeping time <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah we'll end it the same way and the, the outro can be the same that doesn't need to be different or specialized because that's fine it's the same right. stuff like, like share, subscribe. Did, you, did you like it and why you do think that we're crazy because the movie actually is better than we thought and maybe we're just not that good at what we do but anyway <laughs> we only went to school for it so <laughs> <laughs> right? exactly exactly so all right well whenever you're ready i am down to start the okay. next video segment all right here we go kind of muster up the strength to carry the TV here. <laughs> All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to C3 Films. Uh, we're going to do our show. It wasn't that good. Today, we're going to be talking about Prometheus. I am Cheryl, and this is... Chris. And let's and, get uh, going. <laughs> yeah, I... Um... I always, whenever we watch these movies, I'm always, I always start off being like, you know what? Maybe this movie is not that bad, actually. Like, I, you start off and it's shot really awesome. It looks beautiful, and like, it's really, and it's really intriguing. Like, with the story that's starting to be told, and you're loving, the, like, the VFX. The I was like, oh my gosh, the VFX in this movie, st like, still look good, look look better than some like 2020 films, triple uh, A like movies and it's just like wow this is like the world and the lore like man the, the the cast like oh my gosh it's so well cast Idris Elba Charlize Theron 
um, Rumi Raypace, and it's just like, oh my god, like there's so many. Like Guy Pierce, oh my God! There's so many good actors in this movie. This movie's gonna be amazing. I'm, I'm like, how? Like, did I really not like this movie? How did I not like this movie? And then 40 minutes in, you get to the first stupid decision that is get that gets made in the movie by one of the main characters who has literal maps that ends up getting lost. And you're like, what is this movie? What is this logic? And it is a downward spiral from there. There is so much good lore that is set up the movie is beautifully shot like i i i can't get over how good this movie just visually looks and then when you get down to a storytelling point of view and a storytelling perspective and when you really break it down the stuff that happens literally only happens because of stupid people and it's not like they're supposed to be stupid they're supposed to be smart but like essentially this movie takes place over the course of two days and all that really happens is that they show up to a planet there's a locked room they open the room and they find the thing that they're looking for and the thing that looks for the looks for them that they're looking for wants to kill them that basic story is fine everything else that happens in the middle that leads up to that point makes no sense and is so dumb I, I actually felt physical rage rewatching this movie, but <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I I might be I'm getting ahead of myself. You go ahead and and tell that's me the what end of the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like, yeah. I honestly, I was like, I just remember the first time watching it being very confused, and mm. then um, the second time I watched it, I was like okay, now I'm very bored and confused. And, <laughs> and like, yes, everyone is making these stupid decisions. And I was just like, what is the point of Waylon being a secret? And the point of um, Vickers, I think, uh, Charlize Theron's character, being yeah. Waylon's daughter, a secret. Why is that all a secret? Um, and, like, what is even the point of having the crew like why did the crew need to go if david was gonna do everything anyway so like what was the point of everyone being there not really sure besides like so that everyone could die sorry spoiler alert I oh forgot. yeah, we I forgot to we tell everyone that. Spoiler yeah. <laughs> alert! Um, but if you watch the movie, I mean, it's in the title of our show. It wasn't that good. You don't need to really worry about it. Yeah, it's, uh, um, just relax. <laughs> don't even watch yeah. it. It was bad. <laughs> and and see, I don't think it's like there's some good things in there. It's just, for instance, um, and like so, the thing that doesn't work for me. One of the things, made things that doesn't work for me is this whole because it, it seems like they want to tell this other like underlying story that was like maybe it was there in uh, in the first couple of drafts and then just disappeared but remnants of it still remained um because it doesn't really make sense how because you got to remember they get there and they have six hours of daylight and they only get to explore for six hours and after getting to an alien world discovering that they were right which is a reason enough to be excited. We were right. There were things actually here. Like they, Vickers pulls the two lead characters who are with each other into a room and basically tells them so so much as she doesn't believe that they're right, but they're doing it anyway because Wayland believed. And so, okay, fine. But then they get there and they realize they were right. Not only were they right, but this entire facility is connected to these beings that have roots in like human culture and human DNA. 
and they find that out later that their DNA is the same, which this is science. These are scientific breakthroughs. Why is this man, the husband, getting drunk and feeling like a failure after only exploring for six hours after traveling here for two years and actually finding new information and information that proves them right? See, I asked myself that too because that confused me. But then I was like, oh, I was about to write it down as like I didn't get why this was happening. But I realized that the reason why he was so upset is because they were all dead and he really wanted to meet them. That's why he was upset. But but like, I get that. But then I don't think that is enough to like act like you, you lost out on everything and like waste your life away kind of thing where like you just drink yourself to death kind of thing. Yeah, because you also still have more, like, they find out there's still more rooms to discover. They've only explored for six hours. They haven't seen everything that there is to see. There is a chance, like they find out later, that they can find they can find one that might be in stasis, or there might be something that you're missing. There might be a way to contact them through this ship that is connected to their culture. There's so many other ways that this this discovery can lead him to what he wants. So it feels very strange that he just immediately just falls into I'm a failure before you and after six hours. Um, but what you said makes sense. Yeah, I could see being disappointed, but failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked like he was washed up. <laughs> right? He just he's, like, he's, he's drinking straight from the bottle. He's like, I'm done. Yeah. Um, and then what was the point of of David? poisoning the guy exactly like so i was like okay maybe he's doing it so that like he can um get him to impregnate um the main character and she can make the alien baby like she kind of does but i thought maybe that's why like he wants that so he can bring that science home to waylon like that's what waylon's motive is but then again i asked like then what's the point? Like, if David's gonna do everything, what's the point of having everyone else there? Like, it just—I didn't well, here... get his motives, um, other than that he was doing what Waylon wanted him to do. But then right. also, like, why is it a secret? Like, why can't everyone be on board with this? Like, why can't everyone know what he wants? Because that's what they also want, and it seems like right and. The ultimate motive for David is to have a conversation with the engineers to find a way to make it so that Waylon can live, can still live so that he doesn't die. That's that's essentially what they want to do. There's this other storyline where it's all about like finding the alien. Like these are from other alien movies where it's like finding the alien and bringing it back because Earth wants to weaponize it and stuff like that. And I think that's that's what they're trying to like imply in this movie by him, you know, doing the thing where he poisons him to the impregnation to the thing um but but then but that disappears that's not there's nothing to back that up other than my knowledge of other movies um and the implication that that might be what's happening but even then how do you know that he's going to like impregnate her first of all she couldn't give birth which they made sure that they made sure to tell us and like a straight in a very strange way i felt in a very strange scene to just make it sure that it was out there but she can't get pregnant, so you have no way of knowing that she could. Second of all, the guy feels like a failure, and he's drinking. You have no, you have no way of knowing that he's going to be going back into his room, and things are going to pop off the way you want. He might go back to the room and just pass out because he feels like such a failure, and he's getting drunk. So 
So once again, you don't know that that's actually what's going to happen. And then secondly, I mean, and then thirdly, I don't know what number I'm on anymore. Um, then <laughs> it's just too many to count. <laughs> nextly, he basically gets he gets burned. He gets burned and incinerated, and there's nothing for you to like get from that. So as far as a story, from like in reality, that's how things work out. Things you try don't happen. But as far as a story goes, that 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 storyline goes nowhere. It literally goes nowhere, and it only serves to get the character killed, but it gives us no information about about what it was that he did, like what he was trying to do, and it doesn't even and it doesn't tell us anything more about his motives, about who who David is. So we get no real information from that other than Waylon is okay. I mean, not Waylon, other than that David is okay killing another human being, and maybe it was because the human being was being a dick to him. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like there were just elements and like scenes that um, Ridley wanted in the movie, and they just mm -hmm. had to find a way to make it happen, even if it doesn't make sense. So they just try to make it make the most sense as possible, so that they could have those things in the movie. Um, I mean, there's there's stuff like like the 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 progression of the aliens and like I I don't really understand it because it happens so many ways like how do these aliens like how many aliens are there and like how do they reproduce exactly because there's impregnation there's um like putting a drop of that fluid and and having him drink it and then have like having intercourse like the characters have to have intercourse like that's a host and then there's like the whole thing about like you know the aliens like going into the throat no, um, yeah and then I, I don't know and then th there's like there's like then the zombie there's like yeah and then there's a zombie there's a worm version there's like a squid version there's a giant octopus version and then it becomes a mini alien that looks like the alien movie so i'm just like oh is this a is this like the um the 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 time before the first alien movie i don't know what's going on. i think i think it's intended to be but even the alien you see at the end of the movie for that stinger doesn't look like the traditional xenomorph. Yeah. It actually still looks different because the, the way its mouth opens is different. It doesn't have like an inner mouth that's connected to a tube that comes out. It's like a mouth that just kind of goes out a little bit. Uh, so it's not even like the, the, the that alien, but that doesn't make any sense anyway because when they get to the actual structure, there is a carving, an engraving of the queen alien like floating uh, on top of like the actual thing to suggest that they've already created the alien creatures. So there's just the story is just it's a mess. It's all over the place. And I'm then, just like pick one, <laughs> pick one, yeah, pick and one. roll with it. I don't know why there are so many different forms and like different ways for them to kill every. I mean, I get like having different ways to kill everyone, but that's why I'm saying I feel like. They just wanted these like different pieces of imagery on like how people die and stuff like that. Like everyone has to die a different way, and like there's oh, a yeah, lot of people to kill. <laughs> yeah, because they have like 17 crew members, and they wanted things to look cool. But it's just it still has to like be based in certain logic. Like these, the first of all, the map people who leave first don't they shouldn't be getting lost, and. If they did, then there needs to be some type of malfunction with their equipment. But it makes no sense that they 
they didn't get out, but the people that left after them did. So that doesn't make sense. Now they're stuck there. Why are they exploring? They're actually like actively exploring as opposed to just going near the entrance, staying outside of like maybe where they would be hit by the storm, just like a little bit inside, but near the entrance. They're not near the entrance. They're exploring. And that they also have makes those no probes. Sense. Those probes are yeah. literally building Maps. a map. So why can't they just like my first question was like, why are they going in and probing it? Instead of probing it and then looking at the map Waiting. and being like, oh, let's go there and check that out. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> because they're trying to move it along for the story. That's why. And then, like, why does the biologist who's on an alien planet see something, see something that looks akin to an alien space snake and think that it's cute and needs and that he needs to touch it? When literally before they were saying, hey, we're getting a ping that there's something alive. And they were responding, something's alive? And they're freaking out. And then they actually find something that is alive, and then they're not freaking out. Exactly. It, it's, it, it's, it's disconjointed. It's all over the place. And it's really unfortunate because the basic level of the story I find interesting of these people who think that they're going to go find their creators, and their creators end up being people that were creating military weapons, and they're just like anybody else. And it's like you thought that you were talking to gods, but really you're talking to a soldier. And that soldier is like basically designing weaponry of mass destruction that ends up being something that gets unleashed upon the galaxy that cause, causes problems for Ripley and anybody else that comes into contact with aliens in the future. That is interesting to me. That actually is very interesting to me. But it is carried out so poorly that the visuals cannot save it. And, that, and why does David say this line of, doesn't everybody want to see their parents dead? And I thought about that. I was like, where does that come from? Is that like a Freud thing or something? But like, I can't think of any situation where I like people instinctively want their parents to be dead. But I, maybe that's touching on some type of like philosophy or something that I'm missing. But when he said that line, I was like, I, I, I don't think that's true. I that know. doesn't feel true. <laughs> <laughs> At least she says I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't either. Right? <laughs> and I don't know any, any of my friends that do. I don't know anyone I mean, that does. I mean, like, that's why people go to jail. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, anyway. Yeah. Like, uh, and I then, of course, then, yeah. one really, really big problem that I did not forget. It was like the one thing that I remembered from the first time I watched it. And that was mm -hmm. when um, Charlize Theron and um, God, I can't remember her name. Numi Ray, Ray Pace. Yeah. Um, so the two of them are like running away from the spaceship that like, that's like rolling. Mm -hmm. And like, how about going that way or that way instead of in the path of where the spaceship is rolling <laughs> like if you were like i would get it if like it was too wide and you would never make it if you unless you like went you know gradually well, diagonally. Canyon, so like you're you're in a canyon and it falls in a canyon so there really is no other way to run yeah except straight yeah and exactly but like in the time that they were running straight, they would have had enough time to like go left or right. And then like she literally like trips and she's like, oh, why don't I just roll a roll couple to feet? the side, and which means it lives. wasn't even that long. And then it falls over and like she's like, 
not running, like, all you have to do is, like, look at where it's going to fall and head that direction and you'll be fine. But I guess she got lucky under some rocks and I'm just like, all mm-hmm. right, whatever. And, the sh- and it's not <laughs> even, like, the thing is, like, super, like, big and, like, it's not even, like, a dome. It's shaped like a U. Yeah. Which means there's so much space in between either of its mm-hmm. corners. And it's just, it's fair. It, it, <laughs> I find this movie very frustrating. And I think it's frustrating to me because I think this movie could have been a lot better than it actually was. It probably could um, have. And it's just, it, there, I there are, I see, I see the elements. I see, I see um, good things in there. But I mean, when when you really break down the story and you stop and realize that the only things that happened happened because people were being stupid, not even because like you know, some the 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 weather made it so that these people are stuck and then they fall asleep because they have no choice. And then the evil space snake went, got them while they were sleeping, but they were sleeping near the entrance. And what, what could they have done? They, they couldn't get out. There was nothing they could do. Like all the bad things that happened throughout the whole middle of the movie are caused by human error. And that's the thing that I find so frustrating when the movie is intending to be this smart philosophical think piece. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not, it's supposed to be more than just an alien movie. That's, I mean, that's what the intention is. So I just so I find it very frustrating, unfortunately, but I think that's why it's on this show. I didn't think it was that good. It wasn't that good. Nope. So that's going to be it, guys. We're going to wrap it up. We went a little bit of a tangent at the end there. But what did you guys think about Prometheus? And once again, this is not to say that if you like the movie, then you're you have bad taste in movies. It just means that the movie didn't work for us. So we don't mean to like make you guys feel bad. We're not insulting you. We're not talking about the fact that you like the movie. It's bad. We didn't like the movie because we didn't think it was it was that good. And these are the reasons why. And it's fine if you disagree with us. And if you did disagree with us, let us know down in the comments below. And while you're down there, if you give us a like, share, subscribe. But um, even if you don't, though, I've been Chris, and this has been. Cheryl, and we will see you guys next time. Oh boy, that got real heated. <laughs> yeah. That movie was real bad, guys. It was really <laughs> bad. 18 minutes. <laughs> we just talked about it. I was I saw at the 15 minute mark, I was like, oh, I still have shit I want to say. I can't say everything. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, this is so overall bad. Oh, uh, I thought it was funny. I mean, this isn't really like a good or bad thing, but I thought it was interesting that when she was going to get, um, she went to the surgery pod so that she could get the fetus removed. It was oh, like, man. oh, this is this this surgery it's not thing is for females. Yeah, it's for <laughs> men only. And I'm like, what the, what the fuck? Like, what? Like, what year is this? And like, why are you having pods for surgery only for men when you have many women on the ship also it's in vicar's room oh oh that's that's even more weird what the Mm -hmm. like what even like unless you're really trying to say something there yeah I mean, actually, man, I wish we remembered that. But yes, the because it's in Vickers' room, and because when like when Vickers calls him into the room, she goes in there. Um, what you call it? Shaw. She goes in there and starts touching it, and Vickers says, "Don't touch Don't that. Touch it's that. very expensive. Very expensive piece of machinery." That but only works Vickers for room. half the population. That only works for half the population. Mm. 
But I the, don't the, even know. <laughs> the cesarean, the cesarean though, is actually still one of the most cringe moments that I've ever seen in a movie. Like when I watched it, I actively felt uncomfortable. Like I, I do think as far as the scene itself, it is a good scene. And it also goes to show how badass Shaw is because she gives herself a C-section and walks away from it. Like mm-hmm. it's really fucking cool. Um, just wish there was more of that. Right. If only like they just thought about the the screen play a little bit more before they decided to shoot it like it, it could have been so much more it could have been so much cooler i mean alien yeah was so good like the whole alien series was so good so mm-hmm. like i maybe yeah, maybe man. that's part of the problem is just having that to compare to but i mean there's just so many like little things that are like it just doesn't make any sense no, I 100% agree. Um, so, I, what is the next bad movie you're going to have us watching, Cheryl? <laughs> uh, this, show, this show might be short-lived. <laughs> do you want to take a break and do something more fun like Avengers? Well, it's maybe, because <laughs> that one I can argue with you on. <laughs> that might be fun. I'll have to really prepare. Like, you wrong! Do my homework there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got to be ready because you know how I can talk. Chris is gonna come with it. Oh boy. Um, we're gonna have see, to. Avengers we're next? gonna have to mute your mic like the presidential. <laughs> like, shut up. It's my shut turn. Up, Chris. I'm I'm speaking. I'm speaking. <laughs> you know that's when you you know how you win that Cheryl. You'll be like, I'm sorry, Chris. Are you a man trying to stop? <laughs> me a woman from being able to use my voice i'll shut up real quick (laughs) (laughs) oh that's how i do it all right (laughs) Mm -hmm. like i'm sorry i'm sorry man let me as a woman just stop talking so that you can have the floor yeah and you do that on stream i'm like okay yeah i gotta shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) no man's playing in here (laughs) no man's playing in here ain't having none of that so, all right, I'm just saving this image for the movie later. Um, I mean, for my thing later. Why does this not say JPEG? Hmm. Um, type that looks like virus image. <laughs> okay, so it looks like uh, we didn't really have uh, too much chat going on today. So. No, today was a little chill, yeah. so which is fine. That's that's gonna happen. Sometimes you'll have people that when they're free, they'll come in. Um, I got to make sure that I let people know that we're gonna be streaming as well, because then I think sometimes people just don't know. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so once they get used to our schedule, then people will Show people up. will come in. <laughs> but yeah, like but I think a lot of times just people just don't know, especially because like today was a day off for people, so. You know, if they had known, they could have, they could have stopped by. But yeah, so I got to make sure that I, um, because also there's a way that you can set it up in Discord where when you get online, it notifies the people that are in that Discord chat with you. So that would be cool if we could find a way to set that in like the Discord you have with Sarah, and I could set it up in the Discord I have with uh, my group as well. All right. So there's other there's uh, multiple ways for people to like realize that we're like we're we're doing it. 
Okay, so uh, I believe it's your turn to pick movies. Oh, is it now? Let me see. And if anyone has suggestions for us, go ahead and let us mm. know. Oh, yeah. Anybody down in the chat, you know, if you guys let us know what um, you want us to watch. Any requests? But... Anything you want us to trash? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anything right. Anything you want us to, to fawn over? <laughs> Let's see. I'm looking at this list that we have here for wasn't that good. Oh, man. You have Star Wars 7, 8, and 9. I am not looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll do <laughs> Avengers. We're going to do Avengers for It Wasn't That Good because that's, like, something I can, like, at least enjoy again. And as far as um, movies to watch next week, well, there's no there's no movies coming out, right? I don't think there's any movies coming out. Not that I know of. Okay. So, in that case, why don't we, why don't we switch it up? Why don't we, um, why don't we watch Whispers of the Heart? Do you still have HBO Max or no? I do. Okay, so let's watch which, let's watch Whispers of the Heart. Let's watch an animated film. Okay, sounds and good. And you 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 haven't and you haven't seen this movie, right? I haven't. Okay, I'm excited. Just so you know, this is actually this probably is one of my top ten films of all time. Okay, so uh, I got to really nitpick it then. <laughs> you are free to nitpick it um, but yes I'm excited to share this with you the same way you were excited to share Shape of Water so let's do that so it'll be Whispers of the Heart and Avengers alright All right. sound good? sounds good alright well I think we should go ahead and like cut the stream we'll go offline and discuss a couple of things just between us but um, yeah like everybody that stopped by, thank you. We're gonna try to do a better job of making sure that um, you guys get notified when we, when we're gonna go live, or at least um, give you more of a heads up so people can come in and kind of get in on the discussions with us. But regardless, you know, we're just getting started, and I mean, I'm still having a good time. What about you, Cheryl? Yeah, having a real good time. Well, you do talk a lot. <laughs> I'll be working on that. I'll try. I'll try to talk less. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys think Chris talks too much? <laughs> okay. We're going to cut it before we get any answers. But <laughs> thank you guys for showing up, the people that did, um, and chilling with us. And we'll see you guys some more in the future, all right? Y'all have a good night. No, you're not allowed to be honest, Zane. You're not allowed to be honest. Go back to your game. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone, for showing up. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. Later, everybody. Bye.